0: me romance read read me romance read me romance read read me romance you could take a look in a book that's fine or you could sit back relax and unwind and read me romance read read me romance queen of hearts by alta hensley no matter how far i run nick hudson finds me i'm a pawn in a twisted game of power and revenge and he's a masterful player he's going to hold me and hurt me protect me, and punish me. In a dangerous world of wealth, decadence, and sin, I have no choice but to sink into the arms of my enemy. There's a price to be paid, though. I must surrender control to enter this new wonderland of seduction, and I must learn to find strength for the fight that's coming. Being a Morelli has never been so dangerous. The Waring Morelli and Constantine families have enough bad blood to fill an ocean, And their brand new stories will be told by your favorite dangerous romance authors. That's Queen of Hearts, Wonderland Book 2 by Alta Hensley. Live now. Go grab it.
1: Welcome back, lady listeners. Hey, we've
0: got the second installment of Last Call Casanova by Carla Doyle. Thanks for joining us. And before we get to it, we're going to catch up on some dirt because I want to know you told me you've got news on your crazy stalker from last week. Tell me. Give so, me I
1: this, so I woke up this morning and you guys have had to listen to the other episodes to know all these messages. I sent this guy a polite message after he made multiple attempts at me in multiple places, asked him to stop. Mm-hmm. He continued. So I blocked him. hmm and so then that's I where the story
0: to, ended for me so
1: for me too well okay. i was able to i was able to delete the story that he had wrote on my page but on his own page he had talked about our story well our story from his perspective so he remembers as, in, as he in he remembers, remembers okay. this girl and he just called me the girl here he didn't like mention names okay so fifth, i wake up this morning and i had started a group a group chat when this all happened with like my middle school girls. Mm-hmm. That like, I'm shocked
0: this, you still have so many friends from middle school. By the way, well, I but know yeah. like
1: we don't hang out all the time, mm-hmm. but I yeah I have three that I'm like yeah. solid with. Yeah. There's actually another one that would probably know. I should ask her, but she's a little bit crazy. And then it would be like a <laughs> whole conversation. Yeah, yeah. It you would go down. These girls are girls I know who can focus in and focus out. Okay, all right. <laughs> I got it. I got so it. So we focused in. And one of them, I guess, she's, like, being nosy on Facebook and went Mm -hmm. back. And she was, like, checking his Facebook. I'd forgotten about him. He updated the post I read to you guys. Okay. And in the updated post at the end, he added, he said, I've loved, I loved you 26 years ago and I haven't cried this hard since my dad passed. All I was trying to do was be your friend again. If you ever read this message, I'm sorry. Maybe you're, you remember it wrong. But, or maybe I was wrong. I am married to a wonderful lady. You both have the prettiest eyes. Don't throw away your past because you might want them in the future. Bye. Peace. Her name is Melissa King and she writes romance novels and is a New York Times bestselling author. He added the, he updated the post that I had already said something Mm -hmm. to him about. Mm -hmm. He added my fucking name to it. And the thing that got me, I was like, I was like, I, I hear really believe you just You and my wife have the prettiest eyes. Yep. Why break up a friendship? Yep. Why would you break up a friendship? We've never had a friendship. I don't know who you are. The you never know what's going to happen in, in the future. future. Yeah. Like we are going to come together in the future. I'm like,
0: what I fuck? fucking hate men.
1: I hate it's not done. men. So the next day he posts. And so my friend sends me this because I haven't blocked. Are you, he's still. The audacity. The
0: audacity.
1: So here, I'm going to read it how he says it, even though it's not correct. Okay. Update on the message from the girl from middle school. All that matters is she knows. Sadly, she thought it was a fake scam, fake text at first. And one of her friends thought I was her boyfriend, old boyfriend. Ironically, his name was Matt. He was mean to her and obviously suspicious message report. No. And you know what? That Matt was a good guy and he's still a good guy. So I take offense for Matt's behalf. <laughs> we probably had a little spat, but we no. met in sixth grade and we were friends all the way through high school. So oh I want know. Matt
0: to get involved. I want to know what Matt has to say about this.
1: Matt lives in like fucking Hawaii. He doesn't want nothing to do with this. And then I was like, I don't no want like, nothing to do with this. This is what got me. He says, Matt, he was meaner, and obviously suspicious suspicious message report i've lost contact now with her for a while for oh no for now he said i've lost contact with her with her for now for now i don't know what the for now was but that That feels like like a
0: threat i know
1: (laughs) (laughs) this happens in lifetimes this happens in lifetimes sometimes things you cannot control i'm fine by the way if you're wondering Nope.
0: Nobody's wondering. I wonder where the fuck your wife is and why you still have a phone in your hand. How is she not hate you in the face with that phone? Well,
1: like I said, he doesn't have her. He says he's married, but he doesn't connect her to his Facebook. He connects. He went to middle school at Eastgate but he doesn't connect his wife to his Facebook which is really <laughs> weird you and my wife have beautiful uh, she lives so in Canada weird. you don't know her <laughs> it's just all so weird this so, is the kind, this reminds me of the guy who the, the cashier is nice to the customer mm-hmm. and then he thinks it means more than it is. Yeah. And then he gets creepier and creepier and creepier. And then
0: you got to switch grocery store. But
1: I had to unblock him to report the post where he added my name. Mm-hmm. But it won't let me reblock him for 48 hours. But it did yep. let me unblock him on Messenger. And mm-hmm. then I reported the messages because I figured the messages were more clear because I had said. Yes. Please no more contact. And then he kept messaging. So that maybe that would make it more clear. Mm -hmm. But men are weird. So what happened? I don't know. I just, I've reported it. I reported it this afternoon. So that was today. Damn. Yeah. Jesus. You know
0: what though? It's the fucking assumption that they can do this to you and that you'll be, you'll be like somehow like charmed by this. You know, that, like, what? he's a man that's attracted to you. Why wouldn't you appreciate that? What's wrong with you? Smile more. You'd be pretty if you smiled. Yeah. That's the kind of shit this is. That is. It just... I, I want to punch a the, fucking hole in the wall. I'm so I mad right Rob, now. I said
1: I said, you know what creeps me out a little bit? Is I'm like, I wonder if he's read some of these books I've written. And i don't i don't know why that really like jars me because you know we've wrote four submissions or it seems like his brain is it like
0: well jokes on know, him i
1: wrote we, all the sex so how we club. romanticize yes. some of these guys doing mm-hmm. crazy things Mm-hmm. and i'm like it just creeps me out but i was i like, get a why?
0: restraining order immediately but i was
1: like i don't even know if that's enough for a restraining order but then this is also that time someone? where i'm like is this this when you're supposed to like make documented evidence so that people know you yeah. know what i mean like yeah he did this before and it was creepy to this one girl and he did mm-hmm. this, this. yeah but it's just, it was the for now mm-hmm that really, like, was
0: dun-dun-dun.
1: Like, it jumped out at me. I was mm-hmm. like, well, what, is it, what the fuck does that mean? You're oh, in Wisconsin, God. right? But that's for that lies. God, I hate but it. then to go back and put my name on the post. Yeah, yeah. It was weird. I almost felt like it was passive-aggressive. Mm-hmm.
0: Or- I'm sure he was, like, mad that you didn't reciprocate, like... That you weren't I just was nice enough. To talk to him. I
1: thought I at first I thought about putting that response I drafted up that I read to you guys mm-hmm. on that message, but I was like, no, I'm not going to do that publicly. I'm going to send this to him in a private message. Mm-hmm. This is what happens. I think this is my lesson of stop being so fucking nice.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent.
1: Blast his ass. That's what I'd do. I I'm, seriously like I said, would. I'm like, I'm too fucking nice sometimes. I, like, mm-hmm. went in there and I'm like, I think you need help. Maybe you should talk to somebody. Some trauma going on. I should have been like, why the fuck
0: you in my inbox, motherfucker? I'm married. I don't want you. Get away from me. You're <laughs> creep. No woman wants this. married or not. Ugh. But that's the thing It's like. But it's, it's also like, you know, when I had my shit with the, the guy I used to be friends with, that was messaging me and stuff. And LB was telling me, she was like, you need to be careful. This guy's fucking crazy. Like, you don't know what he's going to do. And it was like, yeah, to a certain extent. Yeah, it that sucks that you have to be careful because you don't want to piss off. You know, it's, this is what fucking sucks about being a woman, too, is you have to be careful about men's feelings because they'll fucking kill you. Yes. You know, like that's the, that's the other side of it. So yeah, it's like you, you have do. to tiptoe around their fucking egos because you don't so want them to come murder you.
1: Yeah, you don't want the backlash that can come sometimes from that. I was, I, you, I was in a dollar store the other day and I had like four, I ran in to get Red Bull and I had like four Red Bulls. And I go to get in the line. and there's an old white man and he's like, he turns around and he's like, well that's not good for you. I'm like, I'm like, well, there's worse shit I could put in my body. Like in your my dick. Head. <laughs> I, that's what I thought. was my dick. I literally thought <laughs> dick. I was yeah. like, I wish I had the balls to finish that sentence out oh, loud. Wow. No, no. no, no. I want that audacity to say that shit. <laughs> he probably would have fell over and died. I get it's, it, though,
0: because at the same time, like, just blocking him would be easy to just let it go and pretend he doesn't exist anymore. But, yeah. you know, he's out there still talking shit. I'm sure the dude that, that I had my shit with, I'm sure if I opened my messages and unblocked him, I'm sure I'd have, like, 50 gajillion messages of him calling me a bitch and a whore and whatever else. And I'm just like, look at me living my life. Like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: must must be terrible for you. So, I don't know. I mean, I get
1: it. I'd be curious if Facebook does anything about it. What did they even do? I would be, too. Yeah.
0: Harassment? Who knows? Why don't you, you know what? Post his name up and read me romance. Let us take care of this. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I've got some lady listener emails. Let's see what they can do. (laughs) Let's 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 beef them up. All right, this one's entitled "Sleepover Horror Story."
1: I oh, did. I love these. Yeah, I know.
0: I've only got one of these I pulled out. Hey, lady. Hey, hello, lady writers. I was um, be- I was a bit quiet as a kid and kind of shy. When I was eight or nine, I was at this girl's house when we were playing outside. There were a lot of bugs. So I went inside alone. I came out of her room a couple hours later wondering where she was. The girl's mother forgot I was there because I was playing so quietly in her room that she told her she could go stay the night at another girl's house. Oh, shit. I was so embarrassed that I still stayed. I was so embarrassed that I still stayed over and just hang out with her mom and sister. Needless to say, we weren't friends after that. Love the podcast. Uh-huh. This is exactly the kind of show I was looking for. Oh my god! <laughs> Terribly amazing. That is so sad. She was playing so quietly; the mom forgot she was there. My kids have never done that.
1: be there. Might always <laughs>
0: something. Oh my god! I feel so sad for her. That's sweet though. Bless her heart. She was quiet and shy, but I hope she has lots of friends now. <laughs> All right, real life second chance romance. Hey, ladies, Or love you, ladies and the podcast kind of feel like I should say something cheesy, like long-time listener, first time caller, like for the people who used to call love line back when it was cool. I also want to say, I know. And I also want to say I love the communities you, two, you are fostering for romance readers and listeners. I feel like I have found my tribe. Anyways, I am writing you with a second chance romance, but it's not mine. It's actually my mother's. My mom and a boy in the fifth grade, when they were 13, he told my grandfather he was going to marry her. They dated all through high school and when she was 20, they did get married, but it only lasted for a year or so. They were young and it didn't work out and they got divorced. Years later, she met my father, had me and my sister. When I was a teenager, my parents got divorced and my mom reconnected with her high school sweetheart and they started dating. After they were together a few months, they sat my sister and I down and told us that not only were they high school sweethearts, But they had been together a few months. Wait, but they had been married. No one in the family ever mentioned that my mom had been married before, so we never knew. He used to call her every year on her birthday, and I have memories of answering the phone and talking to him, knowing they had dated in high school. He is the sweetest man and loves my mother deeply. A year or so later, they moved in together, and about a year after that, they were remarried. They have been remarried over 10 years, and I have never seen my mother happier. I love my stepdad and brother. Not in a like Cerali way. <laughs> and I've always, I like that, I like and that. I've always thought—or maybe I don't like that.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've always thought it was like a fairy tale. They were meant to be, and we joke that my mother is married to her first and third husband.
1: <laughs> Hope you enjoy that, and I won't say her name just in case. That's amazing. You know, I know we write books, and we like them to be safe. But in real life, mm-hmm. it's interesting to see, you know, right person, wrong time. Yeah, for because sure. It is. And yeah. there's like, if they wouldn't have broke up, then these two daughters wouldn't have been created and they came mm-hmm. back together. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, sure. You never know, you know? No. And it's funny. Because isn't and that called like Kismet or something? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And it's strange. I know so many couples in, the, in my family that have done this. You know, my husband, His mother uh, did that. She dated a guy in high school and they broke up and then she got married and her husband passed away. And a few years later, she met up with her high school sweetheart. They're still together to this day. So, you know, and then two of my uncles married their first wives, divorced them, married again, divorced them, and then married the first wife again the second time. I had three uncles... That remarried the same woman. Thank you. What? Like it's something in the water. I don't know what it was. <laughs> it was so funny. Like something about her. Like my oldest uncle, he was married, and then they got divorced. And well, he was married. They had a kid, and then they got divorced. And he got her pregnant after they got divorced. So they got married again. So they were still together, like until he passed away. They had two kids. So,
1: but it's funny. I, I think you're just so young and dumb and arrogant. I think yeah. when you're in your early 20s, mm-hmm. you think that every hill is worth dying on. You yeah, absolutely so it. And I remember my mom telling me that when I, me and Rob first started getting really serious and we had a kid and she's mm-hmm. like, not every battle is the battle. No. Pick it's not. the battle. Sometimes Dude. it's easier to pick up the fucking sock than to scream about the sock. <laughs> That's what my therapist always says. Do you want to be right
0: or do you want to be happy?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You got to ask yourself that. And it's good wow. advice. All right. This other one's entitled Second Chance Romance. I don't know how I just happened to grab these, but I'm glad I did. Uh, hey, lady. T- hey, lady talkers. <laughs> this is a lady <laughs> listener for you. I'm a couple of weeks behind on the podcast, but you guys asked about second chance romances. Well, when I was a freshman in high school, when. I was a freshman in high school when I fell in love with a boy named Troy. Before Troy, I was the girl who got around a lot, oh goodness, a lot as much as a 15-year-old could, and I loved it, but Troy caught me off guard, and I felt hard. I fell hard. I am not the typical romance girl, but he did romantic things like writing poems or just saying goodnight goodnight every morning. My family loved him. Even cuter, I was his first girlfriend. We lost our virginity together. But unlike horny teenagers, we only had sex three times in seven months. (laughs) We broke up seven months in because, one, I wanted to get my strut on, and two, I had a lot of family problems. We stayed friends for the most part. Skip forward to the end of junior year and the end of his senior year. My grandfather just passed away, and Troy reached out. Somehow, we ended up starting some kind of relationship. But take what we had two years ago times a thousand. I snuck out or lied about where I was going to go just to fuck like rabbits. Love this. I know. <laughs> Our love just went crazy and we couldn't get enough of each other. We would have sex three or four times a day when we saw each other. Damn. We stayed. We we stayed the. We said that I love yous and the fears and it was the best relationship and sex ever. When he went to college two hours away, we decided we weren't we weren't together. We weren't not together, but also together. We tried hard. We ended up ending things. Two years later, we were both single and he was visiting. We hung out, and later that night, he, text, he texted me stating, This may sound crazy, but would you like to have sex tonight? <laughs> we discussed more about how we felt crazy attracted to tear each other. Well, we had sex and it was horrible oh whoa what we both agreed that it was just sex for us in the past but our love that made it amazing we both said we would always love each other but we weren't in love we are in two different places now but i will never forget my first love and the man who taught me how to fuck like a rabbit <laughs> your lady listener d p.s my husband loves your show and he was the one who suggested us share, share my second chance romance he's a sucker for them Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I can't believe about to heart. tell you chemistry means a lot in it the bedroom. It really does. It does.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think it, it has a lot a to lot. do with like, you know, there's an instant attraction, like, there's that kind of thing. But I also feel like the longer, like, for my example, the longer I'm with my husband, I feel like the more attracted I am to him because, like, like I looked at him this past weekend. He had a friend up, and I don't know what it was, but they were like in the kitchen talking, and I was looking, I was like, God. Like, he has just gotten better with age. And it kind of pissed me off a little bit, too. Because I'm men always, age yeah. better. It I was like, shit, like. he's 22. And I find him so much more attractive now. Yeah, when yes. I did when I was younger, where I'm like, damn, it's that daddy complex, too. It's probably. <laughs> but no, I think that the chemistry, too, that there's just something about it, like, between us, that it's that kind of connection, you know? Yeah just, yeah, I think it's got to be there, but good for them. (laughs) All right, let's talk about Carla. We are going to play the second installment of Last Call Casanova, just one second. Um, I want to remind you to um, enter this week's giveaway for an Amazon gift card. Also, she has a brand new release out called Resorting to Love. That was the one where it's like the steamy rom-com Insta Love that takes place in the Virginia Mountain Resort. And then um, the Last Call Casanova that you're about to hear the last part of, it is in connection with Dad Bod Wingman, which is available now in ebook, paperback, and audio. So
1: Kindle Unlimited. Yes. Go grab all, all the
0: good stuff, all of it. So do that. And then we're going to give you the second installment, I guess. Let's go do it. <laughs> See you guys on the other side. Bye. Chapter three.
2: Anthony. Aside from a glass of wine with dinner and the champagne for toasts, I didn't drink at the reception. Haven't been much of a drinker since winning the lottery. A clear head's necessary when you suddenly have 10 million in the bank and everyone wants a piece of the action. Learned that early on. Since getting back to my rental, I've knocked back four fingers of whiskey and I'm working on the next four. The alcohol's smoothing the edges upstairs, but it's not numbing the ripping sensation in my chest. I drain the remaining amber liquid, wincing as its heat burns a path down my throat. Physical discomfort is good. I can deal with that a lot easier than emotional shit. And it is shit. I finally commit to who I want at last call, and. Every call, and crack that door open, only to find a fucking boyfriend on the other side. 100% did not see that coming. Probably because I really am an arrogant asshole. I'm going to have to stay away from Hope Harbor. Not permanently. My friends are here. And though I have zero expectations where my financial investment is concerned, I love seeing their dreams in action. Jensen's bar, Bailey's bakery. Being part of those things, even in the background, is more satisfying than anything I've got going on in Toronto. But I have to go back. Now that I've accepted my feelings for Maya are much deeper than attraction, and learned she not only despises me, but also has a boyfriend this isn't a good place to be. I'll check in with Jensen's family tomorrow, then head out. Until then, this bartender is serving up another round. I'm two fingers deep when my phone lights up. A text from Maya. No fucking idea why this is happening, nor do I need to know. Nothing she says at this point will make a difference. I toss my phone on the couch. Swallow another mouthful of fuck that shit, and let my head fall back against the pillow. Eyes closed, I inhale deeply, savoring the fog settling in my brain. Yeah, that'll do. Until my phone pings its reminder of the unopened message, jolting me from momentary peace. Payback from the universe for all the shallow shit I've done? That's what my sisters would say. Never telling them about this Maya situation. I'd be hearing about it until my last breath. I stretch to retrieve my phone, then open Maya's text. I don't have a boyfriend. Fuck texting. I hit call and let it ring until her, why are you calling? Slides into my ear. Why'd you lie? I ask. You answer my question first. Because I'm drunk, can't stop thinking about you, and would rather hear your voice than tap tiny buttons and hope you reply. Wow, okay, that's honesty. I tip my head back for another swig. Or would you rather I lie to you, too? Drunk honesty doesn't count, and I didn't owe you the truth. So don't be a dick. I set the tumbler down and scrub my hand over my mouth. I think. Everything's a little numb now, including my lips. You're right. I like the direction this is going in, but can you be more specific? Also, this call may be recorded so I can rub it in your face later. I grunt a laugh. Not too drunk to be amused by the goddess of snark. Baby, you can rub everything you've got in my face. This call. Your sarcastic mouth that I can't get enough of. Your sexy tits. Your pussy that I just fucking know tastes like heaven. Anytime, woman. Any fucking time. Silence. That's what I get in return for this round of drunk honesty. Shit. I've never experienced you drunk, she says finally, softly. And you must be very drunk to have said those things to me. You're going to hate me even more now, if that's even possible. Fuck. I don't hate you, Anthony. My dick fattens up on the spot. Even the whiskey can't compete with the sound of my name rolling off Maya's tongue. I drop my hand over the growing ridge and stroke over the fabric. Come over. Are you too drunk to take care of yourself? Do you need help? If I say yes, will you come over? She laughs genuinely and warmly, and more blood heads to my cock. Also, some to my brain. To that conscience she accused me of growing. I don't need help, but I want you to come over. I'm already undressed and in bed. Okay, I'll come over to your place. Anthony? She's chastising, but also giggling. Maya is giggling at me. Fuck, yeah. I push off the couch, close my eyes, check my balance. Not 100%, but I'm not face-planting either. My cock's still hard, so I can't be that drunk. It's about six blocks to Maya's place. That'll help. I pop a mint into my mouth and head for the door. I'm gonna say something, then I'm going to hang up so you don't have to answer. Should I say okay, or... Is that the thing I'm not supposed to answer? Smart mouth. My laugh seems louder outside, but I don't care if it disturbs the other motel guests. Never change, beautiful. Never fucking change. Now I know you're super drunk because my sarcastic backtalk usually makes you crazy. Damn right it does. I can't get enough of your saucy mouth. Why do you think I initiate group get-togethers every time I'm in town? So that Bailey has someone to talk to while you're shooting the shit with Jensen? Bailey doesn't care if Jensen and I hang out. I drag her into every plan so I can tell her to call you. Why? Her voice is so soft. I might have missed the question if I didn't have the phone pressed tight to my ear. I used to come to town to see my friends. Now I see my friends to see you. You make me crazy in the best fucking ways, Maya. Is that the thing I'm not supposed to answer before you hang up? So fucking saucy, I say, chuckling. No, beautiful, this is the thing. I'm walking to your place now. I'll be at your door in about five minutes. I'm going to knock once, and if you don't answer, I'll walk away. But I hope you answer the door. Maya, I nearly jump out of my skin when the knock comes. Five minutes isn't enough to make a decision that could change everything. But I'm making it. Anthony's eyes meet mine the instant I open the door. They don't stay on my face for long, though. Every inch of my body heats as his gaze travels downward. Yes, I swapped my baggy T-shirt and sleep shorts for the sexiest camisole and panties I own. Lingerie nobody has seen because it puts my ampleness on full display. And here I am. Letting it all hang out in front of the hottest man I've ever known. He exhales while pushing his hand through his dark hair. You look. Fuck. I was not expecting this. Oh, God. He didn't come over for sex, and I'm nearly naked. Shit. I warned you that I was already undressed and in bed. I cover as much visible flesh as possible by wrapping myself in a hug. I only answer the door because we're just starting to get along, and... He shuts me up with his mouth on mine. His hands thread through my hair, and he backs me up to the nearest wall, kicking my door closed behind him. Okay, so he did come over for sex and I let him in. I'm doing this. It. Him. His tongue parts the seam of my lips, then slides along mine. He tastes like mint and booze, but mostly, he tastes exactly how I imagined, like sexy heat. Every pass, every second of deep sensual kissing ratchets my heat higher. That's all he does, just stands there, holding my head, kissing me and kissing me until I'm so hot I feel as if the skimpy lingerie might burn right off. If I'm doing this, I'm doing this. My hands find his trim waist. Then I explore. He's so warm, so hard beneath the white shirt he wore for the wedding. I slide my hands between our bodies and work the buttons open, pushing the fabric aside so I can run my palms over his bare chest. He abandons my hair to skim his hands downward, along my neck, my shoulders, lower to my boobs, then to the bottom of my camisole, which he peels up breaking our kiss to remove the scrap of satin. It's been a long damn time since a man has seen me naked, and the last time was memorable in a really crappy way, instinctively causing me to cover myself now. Don't you dare, he says, circling my wrists and drawing my hands away. I need to see you. A year of staring at your sexy tits through clothes? was a long enough wait. I'm not ashamed of my size. I'm not. There's beauty in the plus. But I'm topless, in front of Anthony, hot as fuck, totally head-to-toe gorgeous, always cocky Anthony, who could have any woman he wants and has had plenty. I'd bet my last dollar none of them have been my size. Maybe that's why he's hitting on me now, for variety, to add a plus-size notch to his bedpost. Maya, he says, gently tipping my chin up, look at me. I didn't realize I'd closed my eyes, but they're squeezed tight. His gray eyes are waiting when I open mine, and they're as warm as his other hand where it's cupping my breast. We can stop right now. His voice is as soft as his touch. You let me in, but you can kick me out too. I'd rather leave tonight than leave you with regrets tomorrow. I won't have regrets. I might be lying. I won't know until it's over. I do know I'll regret chickening out. I flatten my palms on his six-pack abs Then slide them up, sparks racing through me when the dusting of chest hair tickles the apexes between my fingers. I push his shirt over his broad shoulders, then follow the material down his toned, muscular arms. Maya! His voice is rougher as I move to his pants, opening the clasp and zipper. Be sure, beautiful. Once your hands are on my dick, I won't be as gentlemanly with my offers. Are you warning me off your cock? Fuck no, I'm warning you on. He inhales sharply as I push his pants and boxers past his hips, then take his thick cock in my fist. You have no idea how many times I've imagined this night. How many? Don't know, can't count that high. His chuckle becomes a groan when I drop to my knees and swirl my tongue around his cock. Last call for the gentleman. He's leaving the building the second you wrap your pretty lips around me. That's what I want. Holding his gaze, I press a kiss to his tip, then take him into my mouth. Every long, thick inch of him. Fuck, babe. He groans as I hollow my cheeks, sucking him hard. It's going to kill me not to come down your throat, but I won't. Not this time. Going to fuck your mouth though, going to make every part of you mine. His fingers thread into my hair again. Then he takes control, guiding my head up and down. Up and down. My nose bumps his abdomen with every deep thrust into my mouth. I slacken my jaw and let him drive, heat pooling between my legs at the sound of his groans, the scent of his skin. I squeeze my thighs together, desperate for pressure, for release. Too good have to stop. He groans, pulling me off his cock. A salty, sweet precum hits my tongue remember what I said on the phone? Which part? His smile is pure sin as he pulls me to my feet, kicks his pants away, then walks me toward my open bedroom door. The part where you rub your sexy tits and sweet pussy in my face. I remember that part, I whisper. Oh, I remember. He turns us when we reach the bed sitting on the edge and sliding my panties down. So fucking sexy, he says, sucking one nipple into his mouth while teasing his fingers between my closed thighs. I grab his shoulders, my head falling back as he treats both breasts to hot, wet kisses while rubbing circles over my clit. My thighs are shaking. I'm so close. But he doesn't push me over, no matter how much I arch toward his touch. Anthony, time to rub that sweet pussy in my face. I shriek as he lifts me, seemingly with ease. Not like this, I say when he lies back, with me centered over his face. Exactly like this. He grips my hips, pulling me down, so. Close, his warm breath fans my slick, needy flesh. Ride my mouth, gorgeous. My body instinctively bears down at the first press of his tongue. I don't want to crush you, not when I'm starting to like you. His chuckle vibrates against my clit, which he kisses while looking up into my eyes. You will not beautiful. You couldn't. I'm not a small woman, obviously. I've been staring at you for a year. Believe me when I tell you that you're perfect, exactly the way you are. The last of my defenses crumble. He may break my heart tomorrow, but tonight, I believe him. I nod, going willingly when he bands his arms around me and draws me down until my pussy covers his mouth. God, his mouth. He sucks me, lavishes me with hot kisses. But his tongue, oh God, his tongue. Better than the best bullet. I couldn't resist if I tried. I rock against it, falling onto my forearms and grinding on his mouth as the tingling, buzzy spiral hits. His growl ripples through me, pushing me into a second wave of sensation from which there's no escape, because his arms are locked around me as he plunders from beneath. Only when I'm panting and giggling does he surrender control of my body. Holy shit, woman, he says when I roll off his face. Did I hurt you? Only my dick, because you make me so hard it hurts. He's caging me now, looking down into my eyes with a level of passion I've never experienced. Pretty sure I can make it feel better. He groans when I grab his firm butt and pull him tight to my body, with his cock nestled between my legs. Gotta grab a condom before I do something you hate me for. I won't hate you if you promise you're safe. I am. Holding my gaze... He strokes his thumb over my bottom lip. I'd never do anything that'd hurt you. Except break my heart when he moves on. But that'll be my fault for opening it. Then fuck me, just like this, I say, running my hands up his broad back and sliding my fingers through his hair. I want you inside me. He seals his mouth over mine, sweeping his tongue into my mouth while filling my pussy with one deep stroke. He breaks the kiss, pulling back to look into my eyes when I suck in a breath. Too much. No, God no, don't stop. Couldn't have my life depended on it, he says, searing me with another kiss, another thrust, then another and another Over and over, each stroke deep and purposeful, hitting my G-spot until I'm writhing beneath him, desperate to go over. So fucking sexy. Need you to come all over my dick. And I do, grabbing his ass and pulling him so deep, I can barely breathe as I shatter into a million brilliant pieces. Fuck, Maya, fuck! His body jerks atop mine, his groan filling my head as he comes while buried deep inside me. Better let you breathe, he says, nuzzling my neck before rolling to his side. Even though you took mine away every time I looked at you tonight. My heart skips in my chest as he wraps his arms around me and pulls me into a spooning snuggle. It might be the alcohol talking. An overflow of romance from watching our madly in love best friends get married. I should know better than to fall for Anthony. Right now, in this moment, I'm helpless to do anything else. You never told me why you lied about having a boyfriend, he says, pressing a kiss to my nape. Or who the hell Bob is. (laughs) Don't be jealous you were way better than Bob. He hugs me tighter, growling against my neck. Now I'm gonna have to kick his ass for ever touching you. That'll be hard to do since Bob doesn't have an ass. I've giggled more in the past hour than I have in a year, but I can't help doing it again. Bob is my vibrator. B-O-B. Battery Operated Boyfriend, that dreamy look in your eyes was because you were thinking about your vibrator? Partially. I was thinking about going home to use it, while pretending it was you. I may never live that admission down, but in his arms like this, I don't even care. No more pretending. He slides one hand between my legs and circles my clit lighting me up with his touch. I'm here to put Bob out of a job. Again? I ask, my breath hitching as he shifts to notch his cock at my entrance. Once was never going to be enough, beautiful. Chapter 4 Maya the smile I forced for my customers withers and dies the moment they exit my store. They gushed about my artwork and spent over $300 on a bag full of screen-printed t-shirts and postcards. I should be giddy, but I can't call up an ounce. I feel a lot of things today, but joy and pride aren't among them. Embarrassment has held the top spot since I woke up. Alone. No handsome Italian spooning me. No note on the pillow. Text or voicemail messages on my phone. I might have wondered if I'd dreamed the whole thing, except I don't sleep naked. And I was very naked when I woke up. Naked body, naked heart. Stupid heart. I could live with the embarrassment of Anthony seeing my naked body. Every inch of me, up close and extremely personal. People make reckless decisions when alcohol is involved. If I'd kept my heart locked down and simply enjoyed the sex, everything would be fine today. Better than fine. Because the sex was amazing. But no, I believed the soulful look in his eyes. The convincing flattery that left his mouth. It's fine, I'll get over it. I've been stupid enough to fall for the wrong guy before. I bounced back then, and I'll do the same now. Not immediately, but soon. Or eventually. I won't have to see him for two weeks while Bailey and Jensen are on their honeymoon. That'll help the recovery process. Once my best friend is back home, I'll tell her what happened and make sure she doesn't include me in any more Anthony related events. I don't need to go to Jensen's bar when Anthony's in town. No group dinners or hanging out. I should be able to avoid him completely for almost a year. By the time we're forced to be face to face for Bailey and Jensen's baby's christening, I doubt either of us will remember last night. Who am I kidding? I'm sure Anthony will forget it long before next year. But me? No, as if I could ever forget the hottest night of my life. The door chime rings while I'm in the back getting product. I flip my internal switch to customer service mode, gather a breath, and enter the store. My fake smile becoming a grimace when I see who I'm greeting. Why are you here? I'm back to being a bitch. My natural state with Anthony. Last night was a fluke. The sooner I accept that, truly accept it, the better off I'll be. I move to the racks that require restocking. Go about my business as if his presence means nothing. I need it to mean nothing. Bad day? He asks, looping his arms around me from behind. Bet I can make it better. My body throws away the get over Anthony memo and responds instinctively, pressing my ass against him. I thought you went home, I say, freeing myself from his hold. I went back to the hotel room while you were asleep. I didn't want you to feel pressured when you woke up. You didn't want me to feel pressured. I snort and shake my head. To what? Make you breakfast? I'm quite capable of saying no. And after everything we did last night, it's pretty obvious I don't require pressuring to do other things. Not pressure for breakfast or sex. I call bullshit. I want to walk away, but my feet won't obey. I want to look away, but my eyes refuse to budge from his handsome face. It's survival instinct kicking in, forcing me to be strong, not vulnerable. Why are you so pissed off? I'm not. I'm just going back to the way things were. Is that what you want? He asks his eyebrows drawing together. Because it's not what I want. I'm not sure what you want, but I know what you don't want, and that's to make a big deal out of last night. My empty bed and silent phone told me that much. I explained why I left. The pressure thing, right. Let's share some sober honesty. You woke up freaked out about what you did with me, then left, I say, busying myself with hanging t-shirts. It's fine. I opened my door, knowing you'd been drinking. We fucked, a lot, and it was great. You really know how to use your God-given tools. But now it's daylight and everything's different. I don't need you coming into my store six hours after sneaking out of my house Pretending we're more than a one-night stand out of guilt or obligation because of our mutual friends. I know what we are and what we aren't. Who you are and who I'm not. He holds my gaze for so long, I almost forget why we're staring at each other. I swallow the ball of emotions that forms when he turns and walks toward the door. Another minute and he'll be gone. What are you doing? I hurl the words at him as he turns the deadbolt and flips the open sign to closed. It's Sunday afternoon in July, my busiest time of year. I didn't win $10 million. I need every customer who wants to walk through that door. That's really who you think I am? Just a cocky asshole who got supremely lucky in a lottery pool? A guy with nothing to offer except his bank balance and a good time right on his dick? I wince at his description. That's exactly who I thought he was, who I needed to believe he was, so I wouldn't like him too much, so I wouldn't fall in love with him. His jaw clenches hard as he advances on me, but his eyes are warm, swirling with everything more I know he is. I was a starving student, slinging drinks to pay my bills for a program I wasn't sure I belonged in when I won $10 million. You know what happens after you hit it big like that? Freedom? He grunts. Financially, yes. But you lose the freedom to make relationships. Everybody's suddenly your friend. Women love you. Only they aren't, and they don't. People love the excitement of endless money, or they're out to get their hands on a piece of the action. I learned that the hard way, Maya. Not just with friends who weren't friends. With a woman I believed loved me. Spoiler alert, she didn't. I don't regret winning the money, because I get to do a lot of great stuff for people I care about. But not being able to trust people, being cynical about everyone new who comes along, it changes you, not for the better. I'm sorry, I say, touching his face. I never thought about it that way. I know. That's part of why I was drawn to you, because you weren't impressed by my money. You didn't try getting close to me. Hell, you couldn't stand to be near me. The more time went by, the more I inserted myself into your world, the more you seemed to want me out of it. No, that's freedom, he says with a laugh. I can't stay angry at him, not after hearing all that. But the truth is so obvious, to me anyway. I think you liked the challenge I presented. Maybe, he says, breaking my heart a little more. It's understandable. I step back, wrapping myself in a protective self-hug. I know that a person's word doesn't mean much after what you've experienced, but I promise I'd never try to take advantage of your financial status. I'm not interested in your money. I know you don't give a shit about my money. What about my heart, Maya? Are you interested in that? He moves into my space, peels my hands from my arms and draws them to our sides, where he weaves our fingers together. Because it's yours, if you want it. I didn't think I'd take it out of the vault for anyone, but I can't keep it locked up around you. What are you saying? I whisper I'm saying I'm crazy about you I think about you constantly every day I rack my brain coming up with ways to get close to you figuring out how to unlock your vault the way you obliterated mine you did a pretty good job picking the lock last night heat ripples through me when he smiles when he laughs freely and deeply I want so badly to throw myself into that fire, to let it, him, us, consume me. But then you were gone this morning, without a word. What was I supposed to think, aside from you regretted being with me? That's impossible. What man could possibly regret that? I could name a couple, I say quietly. Forget their names, or let me love you so fucking completely, you say their names with a smile on your face, because they were part of the road that brought us here. Love. He said love, but it's just a word. It doesn't mean he's in love with me. If that's how you feel, why did you sneak out? I left this morning because... I didn't want to pressure you by telling you everything I want with you. You've been pushing me away for a year. A couple of days ago, I wasn't sure you'd ever even like me. I didn't want to scare you away by saying I love you too soon. Oh, my God. He said it. There's no holding back my smile. I don't even want to try. I just want to hear him say it again. There's nowhere else I want to be, and I don't scare that easily, so try me. He lets go of my hands, cups my face in his palms, and looks into my eyes so deeply, my knees nearly buckle. I love you, Maya. I love your sass, your sarcastic backtalk, your creative soul, your incredible talent and gutsy determination. I love your loyalty, your spirit, and your sexy-as-fuck body. I love everything about you. I don't care if we're rich or poor. I'll donate my money tomorrow if you want me to. I don't care where we live, because the only geography that matters to me is your heart. I just want to take you to bed every night and wake up with you every morning, starting tonight. You. Love me. I blink at him as I process the most romantic words I never expected to hear. This is the part where you say it back, he says, winking. Or you tell me to fuck off, whichever fits your feelings for me. Those are my options. There's no in between? I ask, digging up some of that sass he apparently loves. Not with us, beautiful. There's too much fire between us. We're all or nothing. We're all, I say, plastering myself to his chest with my arms around his neck, my fingers in his soft, dark hair. I love you, too. I promise to take care of your heart for as long as I have it. How do you feel about forever? It's a start, I say, mimicking his words from the bar two nights ago, when I agreed to try liking him. The sound of the store's door rattling snaps me from my fairy tale bubble. I better let you get back to it. He kisses me softly, smiling as he walks backward toward the door. I'll be back at closing time. And then what? I ask. Unable to contain the smile spreading across my face. Then we work on moving the needle toward forever. Possibly the best plans I've ever had. Epilogue. Anthony. A bar might seem like a strange place to hold a christening party, but it makes sense when the baby's parents own the place. Plus, it's a private party on a Sunday afternoon. It still took some convincing to make it happen, but that's one of my fortes. Sweetening the pot by paying for the party didn't hurt either. I enjoy hanging out at On the Rocks, but Maya is the main reason I pushed to have the party here. It's kind of our place. We met here. We verbally sparred here more times than I can count, and I'm confident she'd agree we fell in love here, even though neither of us knew it or wanted it at the time. It's the perfect place for what comes next, but I didn't want to be surrounded by strangers. Setting up for this afternoon's party gives us a reason to be here alone. She's standing on a table taping streamers to a light fixture when I look up from behind the bar. She's so beautiful, so fucking sexy, and she's mine. Forget the lottery. Winning her heart was the luckiest day of my life. You look sexy as fuck up there, I say, folding my fingers over the ring in my palm as I walk to the table. Will you dance for me if I put on music and wave cash? Her laughter echoes in the large, empty room. And her smile, god damn her smile, prettiest sight in the world. Put your money away, honey. I'll dance for you later, for free. I fucking love it when she calls me honey. It started six months ago, after we moved from her apartment to our new house. Things were already great, but something about settling into a place of our own took things to a new level of amazing. More relaxed, natural, and yeah, even sexier. Though I wouldn't have thought that possible. She's always proving me wrong. I love that too. Help me down, she asks. I shouldn't have climbed up here with my heels on. The table's kind of tippy. Hello, opportunity. With pleasure, beautiful, I say, steadying the chair she used as a step stool while offering my other hand. She smiles as I guide her from the table, her eyes going wide once her feet are on solid ground, along with one of my knees. Anthony? I'll never get tired of hearing my name on her lips. Still holding her hand, I look into her gorgeous dark eyes and hold up the ring. I had a speech lined up, but now all I can think of is to tell you I love you and can't imagine my life without you. Marry me, Maya. Promise me I get to love and cherish you for the rest of my life. That's not really a question, she says, her luscious lips curving into a saucy smile. You're right. I slide the ring onto her finger, then tug her onto my knee and kiss her until I'm hard as steel and she's breathing my name against my lips. This is our dance. We push and pull, but we always come together. She's my queen. There's nothing I wouldn't do for her, including... Do this the way she deserves. What are you doing? She says as I lift her from my knee and wiggle the ring off her finger. Getting it right, I hold up the ring again. Will you make me the luckiest man in the world and be my wife? Yes, God, yes. She waggles her fingers, squealing when I slide the ring on again. Then her arms are around my neck, her fingers are in my hair, and her lips are on mine. And my heart is wide open and locked up tight at the same time, in the vault with only one key, her love. This has been Last Call Casanova, written by Carla Doyle, read for you by Lou Banks, Copyright 2022.
0: Welcome back. So <laughs> it's all right. Mel fell off again. No worries. All right. So thank you guys so much. Thank you, Carla, for giving us last chance. Last call, Cap Sonova. Thank you so much for letting us have this audio book. And it was awesome. And like I said, guys, go check out social media and follow along for all that good stuff. Up next week, we've got Angelina Lopez with a book called Touch Me. We are so excited for. So make sure you join us back here on Tuesday. And that's it. So fuck your day up, make sure your bitch. Don't be a dick. Bye guys. Read me romance. Read, read me romance, read me romance, read, read me romance.